Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! We had ourselves a, a, a good football game last night. I'm not going to call it a classic, but it's so rare in 2023 that we get two good ball clubs playing against each other uh, in that uh, highlight deal. You know, last Thursday, we got incredibly disappointed with the Cincinnati game against the Ravens. We thought that game might be pretty good. And it really, you know, obviously Burrow got hurt and the Bengals had lost a week before. It wasn't as dramatic as we thought. But last night had all the ingredients of drama because, you know, they played last year. This is my Holmes and Hurts and played in the Super Bowl, close game, good game. And uh, the Eagles, you know, eight and one uh, and the, the, the Chiefs uh, seven and two. You can't get better records than that. Both coming off long buys. So they're fresh as a daisy. Buck and Aikman, you know, probably pound for pound, the best broadcasting team in the in the business. Not, not probably. They are. I mean, you know, they're, they're the best. You know, Aikman's the best analyst. Buck is a play by play guy that, uh, you know, you're going to sit there and I'm not going to say he's the well, he's the great. He's not. He may not be Kirk Gowdy, but he's a hell of a play-by-play guy. And Aikman is great. So you have those two in a the combination there. You have Arrowhead, which you know I, I I know they like to make Arrowhead a little. They make make it the centerpiece of NFL football. To me, the Chief fan and that stadium is you know there's about four or five that are equal to it. People like to say that Arrowhead's number one. I don't think it's number one. It's better than Green Bay, really. I mean, you gave me a choice to send my kids to Green Bay for a football game or Arrowhead for a football game. They're going to Lambeau. Um, you know, the, uh, listen, I, Philadelphia is great for football. Giants are great. If the Bears are ever good, Soldier Field, no question about it. Uh, but, you know, listen, Arrowhead is, is is one of the stops as far as the NFL Tour is concerned. But, I mean, the game had everything you'd want uh, going into it where you figured it was going to be an important watch. And although the game was sloppy, a lot of drop passes, you know, turnovers, uh, I don't think Hurts played that great and I don't think Philadelphia who won was that great in the game and the Chiefs you know basically stubbed their toe all night I mean they you know when it's Mahomes football with two minutes to go at the 9 yard line and it's 24-17 uh, for, uh, 21-17 yeah 21-17 uh, Philadelphia that's I mean that's that's drama I mean in this day and age in the NFL if you have Kansas City and Mahomes trailing by more than a touchdown with two minutes to go and what he had one timeout, maybe in no timeouts. It was right around that. Well, I had plenty of time to go down the field, but it wasn't like he had, you know, three timeouts. He had a hustle. And you have that situation there unfolding, and you got Buck and Aikman, and it's close to midnight, or it's 11 15. I mean, that's, I mean, that's good drama for the NFL this year. I mean, the NFL has had a horrendous year. They've had a ton of, you know, right from the get-go with Rodgers. They've had a horrendous year. They got a lot of bad teams. The officials have been way too omnipresent in these games. Uh, there has been a lot of lousy uh, TV games. Go ask, um, you know, go ask uh, Olsen and uh, Burkhardt if they like doing a Dallas Carolina game the other day. Uh, you know, the games, uh, or go ask Nance and Romo if they enjoy doing a Jet Bill game on Sunday afternoon. Uh, that game that lasted four hours and was a complete waste of time. I mean, the play has been poor. Uh, the quarterback play has been awful, partly due to injury. Partly due to, uh, you know, maybe a little, you know, I mean, obviously you lost Richardson, you lost, um, you know, you lost Rodgers, you lost Cousins. I mean, I know Dobbs has played well, but you still lost him. I mean, you lost now Burrow. I mean, you've lost, you lost Watson. I mean, the NFL can't survive that. 
I mean, even the NFL, I mean, they can survive it television rating wise and people are going to watch. They got nothing else to do. And they're going to bet and they're going to do all that fantasy. I mean, so, I mean, it, it's impregnable, the NFL. But as far as the quality of the games, it's been lousy. I mean, let's be honest. Let's call it like we see it. The games have been and this is and this show is not a celebration of football. This show is about telling you what it, you know, telling you like it is. This show is not, well, you know what? It's football. We love it. No, no, no. This show is about analyzing what we see and, you know, giving you opinions. And the games have been absolutely brutal. The schedule's been bad. The prime time has been bad. But you know, last night, let's be fair, on a Monday night with Mahomes having to go 80 yards to try to win the game against Philadelphia, two teams that played in last year's Super Bowl against that Eagle defense with, with the chief offense and everything else, that's, good. that's drama. That's good drama. That's been few and far between for that, uh, for the National Football League. And, you know, last night the Chiefs came up a little short, and they came up short because, let's face it, I mean, the Chief offense, and it really wasn't Mahomes' fault. All right, he threw a bad pass that was picked off in the end zone when they were deep down there in that first half, in the um, first half, I think it was, right, at 7-7. But overall, the Chiefs, you know, they dropped a touchdown pass on their last drive. He should have had it. I mean, obviously, uh, Kelsey had a horrendous day. He fumbled. He he dropped a fourth, a third and two pass, which almost cost him on their last drive. He committed a 15-yard holding penalty. He should spend less time in Argentina and more time in the practice. Uh, you know, we killed Beckham for being on a boat before a giant playoff game in which he then stunk. We killed Lomo for going to Cabo San Lucas before a giant playoff game in which Dallas lost the year the Giants won the Super Bowl in 2007 and 2008. Uh, you know, and the same thing with, uh, I know it's his off week, but boy, flying 5,600 miles, uh, you know, that stays 34 years of ask to take a little something out of you. And he played horrifically last night. Um, and the Chiefs, you know, are going to sit there and they're going to lament the idea that they somehow lost this game, which puts drama now in the AFC. We all know Mahomes has not played in a playoff game on the road. Everything has gone through Arrowhead in his three Super Bowl appearances. You know, the two playoff games he lost at home, the New England and Cincinnati, uh, were both in overtime. So this is a scenario here where he might have to go to Baltimore. He might have to go somewhere postseason and play a road game, which would be some drama if we have to, you know, see him, you know, outside of the friendly confines of that stadium. Although he has lost two postseason games, uh, you know, one of them was not his fault. He played great. The other one, he stunk. Cincinnati, the only bad game he's ever played in a big spot. And he did not play badly last night. This game was not, now listen, he's made a bad pass, but he did not play badly. He must have had nine million passes dropped Kelsey dropped one. Watson dropped two or three. I mean, uh, you know, Tony dropped one. Uh, the Scadling dropped a couple. I mean, it was really a horrific day from a chief wide receiver standpoint. It's They don't have a wide receiver that they can rely on. They lead the league in drops. This game, in a lot of ways, is more about the Chiefs losing than it was about the Eagles winning, because I thought Hurts played badly in the game. Uh, he looked very indifferent for a large part of the game. He came, al came to life late. He had that nice scramble for the touchdown and that quarterback drive. He made a nice play down the field, to, and he moved his team in big spots when it was 17-7 uh, or 17-14. He made a good pass play down the right sideline to Devontae Smith, who played great in the game. Smith made big catches, and Swift played great in the game, too, the running back. He had a great game, did a great job. He had a big run, a 35-yard run there. 
which obviously wasn't a pass play. No, it was that little, it was that little end around. He had that huge 35-yard run there, which set up that first touchdown. The Eagles did what they had to do. Uh, their defense played real well, give them credit, despite the fact that Pacheco and the Chiefs ran for like 150 yards. Uh, but the Eagle defense bent. It did not break. But that was a game that Kansas City lost more than the Eagles won. If, if you're looking at this game fairly, this is a game that the Chiefs threw an interception in the end zone. Kelsey fumbled at the 15-yard line. They had a touchdown dropped at the end, which would have given them a 27-24 lead. I mean, they, and they had penalty after penalty. That offensive line, those tackles stink. They move. They commit holds. I mean, they had lots of penalties. I was surprised, Reed, uh, in the second half on one of those drives. It was in the fourth quarter on fourth and five from the 39-yard line. He punted. I was very surprised by that. That's very unchief-like. Fourth and five at the 39-yard line. And it was 17-14. But I was really surprised. So in other words, if you don't get it, you're giving them basically a good field position to go right down the field and at least tie the game. But with Mahomes as the quarterback, uh, and if it's anything that's reasonable, and it's sort of in that dead zone area, which would be between, say, the 45-yard line and uh, well, be between the 40s, in, uh, on the other side of midfield, that, that, you know, somewhere between a 40 and a 48-yard line. Once you get into the 30s, you can maybe kick a field goal. But somewhere in that 40-yard line, uh, if it's fourth down, unless it's a lot, I'm going for it with I have Mahomes. Reed didn't. He punted, which I was surprised about. Uh, but that was a horrendous loss for the Chiefs. They've had a couple of bad ones now. Uh, you know, they had a bad game against Detroit. I know Kelsey didn't play, but that was a bad defeat. They've lost two home games. They did nothing in Denver. And they have put themselves in a situation now. Now, listen, they got a pretty easy schedule. You know, they got the Chargers, they play, who they never lose to. They obviously have the Raiders twice, another team where they constantly beat. So that's three games they should get. Um, you know, they play um, at New England. They're not going to lose that game. So that's four wins they should get. They play at Green Bay. They figure that out too. They have the Bengals with a bad quarterback in their building, and they play at, and they have Buffalo who's very erratic in their building. I mean, they have a schedule that, you know, they have seven left. They should go no worse than five and two, which would make them 12 and five, which the Ravens then would have to at least match to put in a tiebreaker scenario. But for the first time in a long time, I mean, it's out there that the Chiefs might have to play a road playoff game which is exactly what I want to see. I want to see the Chiefs have to go on the road in hostile environment. And I have every, uh, you know, if I'm a Chief fan, uh, you know, I'm not going to be phased by that. Uh, I don't think, uh, you know, Mahomes will have major trouble in that situation. Now, listen, he has lost two home games. And, uh, you know, you'd rather be an arrowhead. But, I mean, I think now that is on the table that he might have to go travel specifically to Baltimore at the end of the day. Now, the Ravens have a hard schedule. And I think that's the ramification of the game. The ramification of the game is not the Eagles. If the Eagles lost, the ramification would have been the Dallas Cowboys had a hell of a chance to win the division since they have Philly in their building, uh, you know, in a couple weeks. But since they still are ahead of the Cowboys by two games, they can lose that Dallas game and still be okay. Now, they do have to play San Francisco and, you know, and Seattle. But by the same token, you know, Dallas has to play at Buffalo and at Miami. So that might be a wash from that standpoint. So uh, if the Eagles had lost a game, if Scanlon had, uh, if, if Scanlon had made the catch, for instance, we would probably be talking about 
about the NFC East and the NFC with the Eagles, and they haven't played great. But since the Chiefs lost, the scenario simply with them is, well, you know what? They've, they've been vulnerable. They have no wide receivers of note, and now they may not have to play a game on the road in the postseason. Baltimore has a schedule. They have to play at Jacksonville and at San Francisco. Miami at home. Pittsburgh at home. I mean, you know, I mean, they'll lose probably a couple more, but the but the Ravens have a good chance to get home field here in the AFC. The Browns are going to lose another game with the time with DTR at quarterback. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the Ravens will lose a couple. You know, the Ravens will probably go two losses too, and then you come down a tiebreaker with Kansas City if they lose a couple games. But last night, and I'm sure overnight, and I'm sure this morning in the Kansas City facility, I am sure they are basically you know uh, kicking themselves for letting this game slip away i mean they had this game won a thousand different ways i mean they had the ball on two or three occasions up by 10 uh they threw the pick in the end zone early they they scored 10 points at the end of the half yet they threw a pick in the end zone kelsey had a horrific fumble which took away three points if nothing if nothing else and maybe a touchdown uh you know they had a million penalties and they had a touchdown on a perfect pass play wide open you know listen he had a dive to catch it but if you're an nfl wide receiver that ball has to be caught they had a good Good game out of Tony, and they had a very good game out of uh, out of Pacheco. Pacheco played great in the game. He was fit into it, physical. He was into it. Great running game from him, and Mahomes played well. I mean, this is not Mahomes. Uh, one bad pass, but Mahomes played well. This is a terrible loss for the Chiefs. There's no other way around it. And I'll say this when I'm at it. Very rarely. Now, I took the Eagles last night. I looked. I took them on a money line. I just felt that they were, you know, were better. And for 55 minutes or even a little less, you know, 52 minutes, I looked terrible because the Chiefs, you know, deserved, you know, played better overall despite the turnovers. Uh, but I am so, uh, I've had it with Kansas City. I'm bored with Kansas City. I've seen them too much. They've won too much. I'm tired of Reed. I'm tired of, uh, to a certain degree, Mahomes. I'm Way over it with Kelsey. Way over it with Kelsey. Uh, Spagnola, they make him out to be a Lombardi. Uh, oh, Tom Landry running the defense. I've had enough of the Chiefs. I'm burned out with the fans. I've had enough of Kansas City. So I am very anti-Kansas City right now. I, I, I'm glad they lost. And I never root for Philadelphia. I, I can't stand the Eagles. Philadelphia sports annoys me. Uh, but uh, I have to admit, and I, I, not, I, I'm, I'm, I've had it with the Chiefs. I can't take it anymore. Kelsey, especially, uh, uh, you know, Mahomes, he's been too successful. Reed, I've had it with the Chiefs. I've had it. They get every call. I've had it. So from that standpoint, I'm happy they lost. Good game. I mean, it wasn't an all-timer, but it was, it, was, it was probably one of the better games of the year based on the opponent, based on each his record, and the drama there at the end. Again, Mahomes has the ball at the own nine-yard line, over two timeouts to go, needing a touchdown to win the game. The best quarterback, and let's face it, I was thinking about this last night too, and we do this before we do the break. Let's face it, at the end of the day, Mahomes is going to go down as a top two, three, if not number one quarterback of all time. At the end of the day, he is, and he's got, you know, what, 10 years left? He is going to go down quite possibly as the greatest quarterback of all time. That's how good he is. He's a great, great player. Half past. Sports bite. We're continuing. We're on Mad Dog Unleashed with Alex Perlman. We're back in a sec. Don't go away. Mad Dog Sports Radio. 
Sports Bite. Chris, end of a mostly forgettable era for the Steelers, firing offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Running backs coach Eddie Faulkner takes over in the interim, but QB's coach Mike Sullivan will handle the bulk of the play-calling duties. Patriots coach Bill Belichick refused to name a starter under center against the Giants and had a specific message to the entire quarterback's room. One day at a time. Today's Tuesday. So the competition this week, Bill, like our guys started. I told ready. everybody to be ready to go. But will your decision, whenever that happens, will basically be based on this week? It'll be based on what I think is best for the team. And I've told everybody to be ready to go. Hopefully they will. The Pats are coming off their bye with Mac Jones taking most of the first team reps in their lone practice last week. Colts have waived three-time All-Pro linebacker Shaq Leonard. On the diamond, the Padres have reportedly chosen Mike Schilt to be their next manager just two years after the Cardinals surprisingly let him go. Andrew Bailey's been hired as the Red Sox pitching coach after four years with the Giants in that same role. Angels bringing on Barry Enright to be their pitching coach. Cardinals have reportedly signed righty Kyle Gibson to a one-year deal with an option for 2025. On the ice, Blue Jackets defenseman Damon Severson expected to miss the next six weeks with an oblique injury. I'm Alex Perlman. You've heard from the doggy. Now it's your turn. Call 888-MAD-DOG-6. That's 888-623-3646. It's Mad Dog Unleashed on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Here's Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Nice to have you with us on an afternoon show. A lot of calls to get to. We started with Eric in Long Island, uh, a big Eagle fan. And again, if you're an Eagle fan, this is really more about the Chiefs losing than it was about you winning. You did what you had to do. You made a couple of plays. But still, I wasn't unbelievably impressed with them either. They're vulnerable in the postseason. Let's see if Eric agrees. He's a season ticket holder. Eric, take it away. What do you have? You know, dog, here's how I feel about the game. The fact that we're at 17-14 going into the fourth quarter, I felt very confident that we could pull this game out. Uh, I just didn't think we played well for three quarters. The fact that we were within three points, you know, they ran for 120 yards in the first half with Pacheco. We never allowed that many rushing yards. I think we maybe 100, 100 yards once or twice the entire year. For them to get 120 in the first half, a lot of turnovers, a lot of drop passes. Well, that's the reason why you had a chance to win. Eric had a chance to win because uh, Kelsey, Kelsey fumbled early in the fourth quarter, and he threw a pick in a very inconvenient time when they almost had a touchdown there, too. And the kid dropped a touchdown pass, which would have probably won the game. I mean, if one of those things doesn't happen, the Eagles lose. Yeah, dog. You can you can you can make that argument for sure. Now, I will say two things. I, I totally agree with you with the read on the fourth and four on the thirty-nine yard line, which that punt sailed into the end zone. So they only netted nineteen yards on that. He had to go for that with about six and a half, seven minutes to go. I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, yep, because they, shocked. if they if they get a touchdown in that situation, go up by ten with six minutes to go. That you know the game's over at that point. Eagles aren't coming back from ten points down. So I was shocked to see Reed punt in that situation. Now I will say this about uh, the Valdez drop in the end zone with a minute and a half to go. 
you know, very similar to the Super Bowl dog, you know, before that flag came out. Hertz would have been down by three with a minute and a half to go and three timeouts. We all would have wanted to see that in the Super Bowl. I would have been curious if Valdez catches that. The Eagles are down three. They got to have a minute and a half to go. And three, three timeouts. timeouts. I, yeah, three timeouts. I would, have, yeah. I would have felt confident as an Eagle fan that Hurts is at least getting me into field goal range for a game-tying field goal. I agree with that. that. The game overtime. wasn't over. The game was not over if they got the touchdown. But at the very least, the Chiefs would have had an overtime to work with because the Eagles would not have scored a touchdown. They probably would have gotten a chance to kick a field goal, but they wouldn't have scored a touchdown. So at the very least, him dropping that pass caused KC and OT. That's what I would say. And do two, two, two other points before I go. Listen, I mean, would you agree with that? No, would you agree with that? No. That, that job cost I, I, I would. I, I, th- I think we were sitting at overtime. I don't think Hertz would have got us into the end zone with a minute and a half. I think we probably would have played, played, probably played more for the field goal of that situation. So I, I totally agree with you there. I will say this, dog. Uh, you know, moving forward with this football team, by getting that win last night, now that they're 9-1, and one, if they can go 2-2 two and two over the next four, Buffalo at home on a short week with, you know, Nance and Romo, 425, San Francisco at Dallas at Seattle. They can go two and two. That should get them to fourteen and three with two games against the Giants and Cardinals to end the season. That means you're asking Detroit at seven and two right now to basically run the table. No, Detroit's eight and two. Detroit's eight and two. two. You're asking Detroit at eight and two to run the table to potentially get to fifteen and two. Because keep in mind, one of the Eagles' losses is to the Jets at out of the conference. So that's actually a benefit to the Eagles. One of the Lions' losses, though, one of the Lions' losses is at Baltimore. True. All right, but keep it also. You got to look at common opponents. The Eagles have yet to play Seattle. Seattle beat Detroit in Week Two, so that could that could be a factor that helps the Eagles out down the line. You know, here's the situation. I think if they can go two and two over the next four to get to fourteen and three, I have a very hard time thinking somebody's going to beat them at fourteen and three to knock them out of that one seed. I, I just think that win last night really solidified them to be in a really good position now. And, and if you're Detroit, you're Dallas, and you're San Francisco, those three teams, they got to be saying to themselves, you know, this, this Eagle team, when, when are they going to lose games? They're, dog, they're resilient. They have not played well all year outside of maybe the week three Monday night in Tampa when both the offense and the defense clicked. But they, here they are, 9-1, and one, and, and, I'm, and I'm picking apart the team week in and week out trying to find flaws, and there are flaws with the team. But all they do is find ways to you know, stay in games. And at the end of the day, dog, I, where my most confidence hurts is, he might not look pretty for two and a half, three quarters, but if you give that kid an opportunity to make a couple of plays late, that's how much confidence that I have in this kid. To me, he all he cares about is winning. I, I, I have full confidence in a big spot. He can get the job done for us. I agree, and he did not. Yeah, it plays out. Yeah, he did not play great last night. Now, remember, folks, with tie-breaking with, with, like, the Lions and the Eagles, to break a tie within a division, the second, the third one, it's, you know, head-to-head, and then it's divisional record. The third tiebreaker is common games. Outs- when it's outside of your division, it's common games is common uh, conference record is more important. So the conference record, head-to-head, Conference record, common days, common games 
would be Lions and Rave with Lions and Eagles because they're not in the same division. Within a division, Common Games is ahead of the conference record. So keep that in mind with those two teams. And good call by Eric. Uh, I know again to, to say the Lions are fighting for a rough a number one seed is a little premature with their history. Benjamin in Michigan, and he says hello. Ben, good afternoon. How are you today, Benjamin? Shoot. Hey, Chris. How are you? Hello, Ben. Nice to have you aboard. What's on your mind today? Shoot. Good. Um, so first, just wanted to touch on the Lions game on Sunday against the Bears, and then want to touch on their overall season outlook. So on the game Sunday, I mean, they were thoroughly outplayed for three and a half quarters of that game. I mean, Goff looked completely out of sync with the three turnovers. They had another fumble on a kickoff. So, And the time of possession was, I think they were outpossessed by 20 minutes. But they kept hanging in there. The Bears couldn't really put the game away, and the Lions got hot late with those two late touchdowns and found a way to win. And, you know, that's what good teams do. They find a way to win games. When and the Lions never win a game. Not. The Lions never win games like that. So from that standpoint, that's a very, very good sign that they played badly and still managed a way. And you're right, 40 minutes of time possession. Bears, 1936 time possession Detroit. So for them to win that game, down 26-14 with five minutes to go, getting totally out-possessed. Goff not playing well is a hell of a win. I'm 100% with you. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, and then overall in their season outlook, so they have seven games remaining. If you look at their schedule, they have three home games and four road games left. Now, their home games are against the Packers, obviously, coming up here on Thanksgiving. Then I think they play Denver and Minnesota. So you would think that they could win all those games. Then their last four, I think, are Chicago, Minnesota, Dallas, and New Orleans. Now, if they could get a split there and go two and two, that gets you to five and two. So that's 13 and four for the season. Now, I think 13 and four gets you as the two seed. I don't think you can clip the Eagles with the one seed. Yeah, I think 13 and four will get a two seed. Huge I agree. You get the two home playoff games. Yeah, it's a good point, Ben. And I, I, I think 13-4 and four will get the two seed in the NFC. Green Bay Thanksgiving at the Saints, at the Bears. Lions will play De- De- then Denver at home. Then they're at Minnesota, at Dallas, and then the Vikings at home. So let's say they beat the Packers. Let's say they beat the Bears. And good call by Ben. That's two. Let's say they um, uh, beat the Vikings once. That's three. Let's say they beat the Saints four. That's third. I mean, that's twelve. They'd have to steal one more to be ahead of San Francisco, who will be the three seed. If in fact it's not, it's going to come down to San Francisco and Detroit for that two or three seed, and that's important because to whoever the two seed is will host the other team if they get out of the wild card round. So if the Lions are the two, they play the seven seed, maybe Minnesota again which means they play Minnesota three times in four weeks. Maybe Minnesota again, and then they would get San Francisco visiting Ford Field. If it's the other way around, they got to go to SF. You want the Niners in your building. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.